All right, we started recording now, finally. Did you hear that? Yeah, I got it. Okay, good, 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 good. Let me get my uh, vocal. Let me just get this started. Hello, and welcome to the Pimp podcast. I am your host, Max, and with me is a special guest, Happy Hogan from Twitter. Please follow him on Twitter, at Happy Hogan. Um, we're going to go over you know, family of opulence. This is a member. So please show your respects. Um, we're going to, you know, just kick it. We're going to find out a lot about each other and, uh, we'll go from there. So thank you, Max. Appreciate it. <laughs> happy to be here as the name implies. <laughs> <laughs> what, uh, how'd you come up with that name? Uh, so one of my heroes, uh, his name is Bob Hoffman. Um, he was a, uh, big, big fitness guy in the 20th century. Um, he had written this book that Jocko Willink had, uh, done uh, on one of his episodes. And the book is how to be strong, happy, and healthy. Um, that's kind of the, the idea. And Bob Hoffman cracked his fingers and whipped that thing out in like a week and a half. Wow. Um, and I, I liked it. I, I thought that the concept was interesting. And um, Happy Hogan is a uh, he's a comic book character. I think I'm not too big into the superheroes, but I uh, figured, you know, everybody likes some good alliteration. And so, um, you know, I found myself smiling a lot, tweeting about smiley content. And so when I finally decided to you know branch off and, and start the, the quote unquote personal brand, uh, real Happy Hogan seemed to have a nice ring to it. And you know, I guess I've got kind of diverged a little bit from that I, I think I found that happiness is not really a, a something that's like super it's not that it's not worth pursuing it's just that it's you're, you're not going to find it if you pursue it um, but if you if you go after something that's more maybe meaningful that has a little bit more teeth so um, haven't really necessarily like found uh, um, too much too much about like quote unquote happiness to to tweet about but even still, I, I think it's uh, it's important for everybody to remember once in a while to you know take it easy and, and well crack a smile and then the world starts smiling back. So there you go, Happy Hogan. Absolutely, dude. I love the uh, sentiment. Anyways, even if you don't tweak positive positivity, which it seems like you do a lot, dude. You're very uh, very positive person. Seems like I just I don't know why you wouldn't be. Really, I think that's what it comes down to. I see a lot of negative Nancys out there especially nowadays, you know, you, you hear about people swallowing the black pill. And um, I guess I try to be a white pill out there for people because it's, it's really no good. You know, we're always, we're always, we're energy in motion. You know, there's, there's the positive swirls and there's the negative swirls. And, and if you are doing more to put good out there, then good comes right back. And um, yeah, that really starts with, with yourself and, and the internals. So yeah, I guess uh, you know, it is what it is, I guess. Yeah. That's awesome, dude. That is awesome. So before you started your brand, did you, how long were you on to just this, uh, this, uh, social media? How did you, how'd you get into social media? Uh, so I guess back in, back in high school. So, um, like 2013 through 2016, uh, me and me and my swim teammates were, were really big into Twitter. Um, and Twitter was a little bit different back then. Um, it was a lot more shit posting. I don't know if I can swear on here, but uh, a lot more shit posting <laughs> was fine. going on back then. And actually, uh, um, our swim team one year, you know, the yearbook superlatives, uh, we were voted most likely to get kicked off of social media. So that could give you a little bit of insight on uh, 
oh, what kind of stuff we were tweeting about. And Twitter jail was a, a common a common do dwelling for us to be in. Um, and so that that's kind of where I, I got into this idea of, you know, Twitter's a cool, it's a, it's a cool platform. I have this idea. Let me, let me wiggle my thumbs a little bit and hit tweet and you get the little dopaminergic rush there. Oh. It's awesome. It's great. Uh, but I, I just, you know, it was, it was a time suck too. That's, that's the flip side of things. So um, had to take a break uh, when I, when I finally got to college and um, I think it was senior year of college. So right before this pandemic hit, um, I started following some people and I think uh, Drew Tang was one of the first people I followed. Um, I don't know if you're familiar with him. He's a uh, Drew Tang at home. I think he, he tweets about he tweets about like esoteric stuff, but um, that kind of like got me into this like whole idea of you can just like tweet stuff for a living. That's pretty cool. And you know, I was on the job hunt, and um, I had a couple offers, and I said, you know what, screw it, uh, let's let's give this a shot. And so uh, you know, it's it's been a wild ride since then. Uh, I've had some ups, had some downs, but I'm um, just kind of been tweeting about my entrepreneurial journey and um it's it's been a good time it's been very rewarding so far wow man that is <laughs> i find out i find you find a lot about yourself starting like these entrepreneurial journeys like you know trying to you know fend for yourself out here in this wild digital era there's just so much uh you know so you much know, there there's a lot out there and i, I uh, i've started and failed I think three, maybe going on four businesses so far. And uh, you learn a lot from, from those daily battles, uh, a whole heck of a lot more than you, you learn from um, the actual classroom. And in fact, actually, that's one of the things that I try to kind of like niche myself into is, is helping younger guys uh, who are kind of, you know, earlier on in the path than, than I am now and see if I can do what I can to take an arm back and, and help them help, help them help themselves, lift themselves up to where it is that they want to go. So um, it, it is, it's a, it's a, it's a magical place. I'm happy to be here. <laughs> Definitely, man. One of the big, that, that just reminds me of a quote that one of the big inspirations for me was Gary V from uh, YouTube. He, he had a uh, quote, he would say, just document everything. And, you know, just as we're going through this journey and everything, like documenting just what I'm doing, what I'm thinking, how I'm feeling and everything. It's just, it's helped me out a lot. I think it helps you know, show my journey, show, show the real side of a lot of things like documentaries of really interesting people. They, um, that's always like a money pit, if nothing else, if it doesn't guide these people, like, you know, towards their success or to, towards what they want to be, like, you'll show them a path and you can get that, like, you know, with Twitter, you can do that, you know, vlogs, YouTube, it helps so much and gives so much insight into like everybody else's uh, brain yeah. And, um, you know, I guess you hear like, uh, what's measured is mastered. Maybe you've heard that one before. And so if you're, if you're measuring your whole life by just documenting it, you know, who knows what can happen. Um, that kind of reminds me of, uh, one of my childhood heroes, uh, you know, childhood, meaning like three years ago, I picked <laughs> up this book, uh, it's, and it's this autobiography of this character. His name is Eddie Rickenbacker. And, um, Americans it's, it's crazy. We don't even know like the heroes of our own country. Uh, this guy, Eddie Rickenbacker, you have, you're shaking your head. No, you haven't heard. No, of him. I don't know. I don't know. World War One ace, uh, race car driver, um, CEO of a, uh, of an airline company, um, World War II spy. Um, he, he did it all. He did it all. Oh, uh, he was a, he was a uh, shipwreck survivor. Um, he was when, when he was serving in, in the World War, when World War II as like this 60 year old secret agent, essentially oh, uh, his plane went down. They, they 
ended up uh, in the ocean adrift for like days and days. And uh, this guy, you know, he he's writing it all down and he publishes his autobiography. And uh, I, I hadn't heard of him. I'd never heard of him before. And, uh-huh. you know, it's it's great now that I think, uh, you know, the, the our generation's Eddie Rickenbackers are just out here vlogging their lives away. Um, they're they're yeah. tweeting about it. You can you can watch it unfold real time. It's yeah. What what a world we live in. <laughs> it's amazing, dude. It's way like it's inspiring to see everybody else, all the Eddie Rickenbauers right next to me, just going through the same struggle and the same you know passion that like I think, I'm, I think that's what's great about uh, the family of opulence. Honestly, it's uh, you know it's just a constant reminder. Hey, you think you're doing stuff? go work harder because there are people that are out. They've been up since 4 a.m. going at it, buddy. Come yeah, on. exactly. So. <laughs> and, you know, there are, and the positivity too, the other part about it, that is positivity. We're all going to make it. We're all going to, you know, get there and we're going to finish at the, we're all going to see each other at the finish line. That's the whole point of this whole thing. And that's absolutely, that's exciting. You know, just, wag me. <laughs> <laughs> wag me. <laughs> I never said it like that before. I just, I wouldn't. I wouldn't. <laughs> Yeah, now that it's out there, you know, I, I'm not a big fan of it. <laughs> I can't take it back. You know, like, <laughs> you know what? It's it's lingering now, bro. What are you? Uh, what are your plans uh, for this next year? You got any resolutions or anything? Any positive? Any uh, messages you want to like? You know? Yeah. So I guess like uh, you know, this is a trope that's drawn out a lot too. You know, the the new year. If you have to wait until New Year's to you know make a change in your life, you know. <laughs> come on, you know, what are you doing? But um, no, I was talking to my training partner. um, I think it was today, maybe it was yesterday about new year's resolutions. And um, he, he had this college roommate, um, absolute just menace. Uh, This guy holds like, uh, like Marine Corps boot camp records for fitness. This, this guy is nuts. And so he has this challenge that he does. Uh, At least he did it in college where January rolls around and it's, it's called 100 pushups every day. Doesn't seem so bad until you get to February and then it's 200 pushups <laughs> oh every my day. God, you know where this is going and come December, if <laughs> I can stick to this, I will be doing 1200 pushups every single day. Oh. I, I don't know if I'll have time to eat or sleep. But yeah. What kind of timing is that? Oh my gosh. I don't, I, uh, well, that's the thing, you know, we, we work from home, you, you hop on a call you're doing push-ups on the call. You put yourself on mute. You unmute yourself. You're, oh, that sounds pretty good. But, uh, you know, it's, uh, that's, that's, that's one of them, I think. But, um, like I said, you know, New Year's resolutions, I don't, I don't really know if, um, if those are, those are for me. I I think it's, it's always a good time to kind of take this as a, you know, a a change of season. You know, obviously the calendar is a little bit different, but, you know, Mm -hmm. not much is really changing objectively from, from the 31st of, of December to the the first of January, you know, it's what, what, what's really different about, about you and about the world. Not much, not much. And so I think it's, I think it's important to recognize the seasonality of life. Um, But I don't, I don't think that we should relegate ourselves to like, like once, once a year, like, all right, time to see how I'm doing. Cause you know, some people make it to 80. And if, if we only do new year's resolutions, then that's only really like 60 or so like, pauses where we're checking back on ourselves and, and setting our sights you know it doesn't really seem too effective I, I think we should we should do it more frequently um and you know maybe not too frequently because then then they kind of lose their impact and their meaning but um <laughs> you know, I like to do it a little bit more frequently than once a year how about you 
Yeah, I um, you, you had a lot there. So I do want to say, uh, I wanted to ask you about your training partner, obviously, what do you train and everything. But um, one of my favorite things I like to do for the new year is reflect. I kind of want to reflect on like how I came so far from last year and this year. It's one of the big things I kind of do every year, just making sure I'm progressing. Not nothing crazy, but you know, just like sit back, kind of meditate on it. Not long or anything, just, you know, pursue it. Make sure I'm still pursuing uh, my goals and like I'm getting there every year. For, for me, I'm probably going to do a resolution that's around like, you know, uh, cutting back and kind of getting to the age where I'm definitely drinking is becoming less of a, uh, less of a, uh, you know, party party thing and more of like a problem seeing a lot of my friends uh getting into that problem phase so one thing i do want to say before i get into all this other stuff is i just noticed the cup is that a delta chi uh, yeah it is that was uh the, for the college fraternity that i was that I was in um, excellent dude i actually uh you know one of the jobs that i held was uh, a like a chapter coach for a little while and uh that was that was cool too but were, were you a, a, a greek man yourself uh, yeah, I did dabble in the uh, fraternity life. So I was in Sigma Phi Epsilon over at University okay. of South Florida. So there's Sig Up. And, you know, that was a little, a lot of fun. But a lot of us got kicked out of that. Oh, my, my pledge class did actually. So we started our own. It was called uh, Verdandi for the last like four years or whatever. I was doing that. And it was a lot of hype behind that because, you know, we're one of those headliner guys. There was like Gazzoni from UCF that did it. And then uh, Verdandi at USF, which is what we did. And, uh, you know, we did our own parties. We did like a Ver Verdardi. It's like a day party thing. And, you know, <laughs> a lot of partying, you know, in college. Yeah. The, if anybody, you guys, if any of you guys are out there listening to, to this and you're in college, Greek life is something I, I cannot recommend highly enough. Um, just make sure you're doing it for the right reasons. Um, <laughs> Definitely. You can, you can lose a lot of your, uh, yeah. A lot of your vices to, uh, college and fraternity life. Like it's not everything, but it is, it can, it has a lot of benefits. It, it's definitely changed my life, changed me, uh, you know, pledging or, you know, brotherhood stuff, very similar to the military. Yeah. Not the same, obviously, but you know, it's for a stupid cause. <laughs> <laughs> Not all of them, not all of them, uh, but I will say uh, just like generally close association, I think is like like closely associating with, with a bunch of people that, you know, are supposed to be there for the right thing, you know, trying to get better. I think that's, that's really what Twitter is all about for me, this side of it, at least, and the Absolutely. family of opulence too. Uh, but yeah, you mentioned. Um, my, it goes back uh, to networking. What I wanted to say was it, go, it goes back to networking and your net yeah. worth is worth uh, your net, what you network. Absolutely. I, I completely can get behind that one. Uh, if you, if you don't network, if you're sitting there as an Island, you're, you're going to find yourself, uh, you know, grasping at straws and, you know, sometimes you, you never, you never know when some like random acquaintance is going to be the person that pushes you over the finish line. And I think that's what I found. Yes. It's exactly. Yeah. That's why, that's why it's so close to uh, Twitter, you know, it's just who you DM and who you uh, get following you. That, just one person following you. I got this one guy, Volk. So Volk in a uh, family of opulence. Mm -hmm. I got art of purpose to follow him on uh, Twitter. 
and his following skyrocketed. It, it like went to I don't know what it came, went to like I don't know I don't even know what it is now but it was at like 5k I think when I got him uh, a follow for a few moments I don't know if he's still following him or anything but Volk was uh, I've known Volk before uh, Family of Opulence and I'm super glad he's a part of it Volk's a champion that uh that thing that he's making is super cool I love uh, it yeah. Those, those computer guys, man, I tell you, I, I work for an app and our, our dev team, I like, well, like, I always feel like a, like a little kid asking grandma for another cookie. Like, Hey, can you, can you help me a little bit? Uh, yeah. What they're capable of is absolutely nuts. Oh my gosh, dude. Yeah. I have a job where I'm like the quality control guy right now. So I'm doing quality checks on all of these uh, engineers. And every time I have a question, I am like always just nudging the PM, the project manager, or like one of my other team leads or fucking anybody at some point. I'm like, oh my gosh, I don't know this. I don't know this. I'm, I don't want to waste my time or like 20 minutes just staring at a screen because then I'm going to go start watching like, you know, Spider-Man again or something. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, it's, uh, I'm, no, I'm but, glad I'm not, I didn't choose that path. I don't know. <laughs> oh, it's nothing, nothing wrong with choosing that path, but it yeah. wasn't for me. Yeah it's stressful for sure what so I, i'm gonna go back to the question what uh what do you train with your partner are you just training at the gym or are you doing like any martial arts or anything like that well yeah so i mean i i do uh i i've gotten into jujitsu this year and that's that's been awesome but um no what, what we do um he's he's got a basement gym and um we uh you know like like it's it's december so we just we just are wrapping up dead december which is you know you deadlift every single day of december um, <laughs> that was his thing uh we uh you know then there was november and then in october maybe you've heard of squat over before i uh, did squat actually yeah it's the same thing i want to mention squat that. every day yeah so um a lot of a lot of those i would say um things of that nature but I mean, today we did something called the Gorilla Glute Press, um, and it sounds as wacky as as, as it is. You're, you're benching, and you like put your heels up on the on the bench, so oh, you're doing wow. like a decline. Okay. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Uh, Rick Bugen Hagen had, had told us about it, so we uh, we had to give it a try. But um, most mostly stuff like that. But I mean, also he's crazy. He's like <laughs> this guy that I train with is literally insane. He's a uh, a semi-professional, I guess I'm, I'm going to drop the semi. He's a professional ultimate Frisbee player. I don't know if you've heard of ultimate Frisbee at all, yeah. but it's a, it's a sport that's on the, on the rise. You know, mm -hmm. he plays yeah, for the Madison radicals. Um, so a pretty good team in the league of the AUDL. And so, um, you know, he's nuts. So it's, I'm just going to, I'm just going to put it there. Uh, I'll tell you a real quick story. Um, we were training with our, our buddy, Ken, and Ken had it in his mind that he was going to make the rats. And so we're like, all right, Ken, you know, that's, that's great. You, you, you just lost 80 pounds this year training with us. Uh, you know, you, you put on a lot of like muscle and your, your PRs are coming up. You know, I think you have what it takes. Let's, let's just go on a little run, you know, let's just, let's just make it happen real quick. Ken. Yeah. So, so we, we do our normal lift and then we do some jumping and then we do some throwing and then, and then it's time. All right, Ken lace up, you know, we're, we're going to hit the trail for a, a quick jog. And it's like, it's just set what it's, it's last week of December because tryouts are, you know, first week of January and it's like, all right, let's, let's, let's make it happen. So it's free. It's free. It's really cold outside. It's so it icy. just happened. 
And uh, well, this is last year. So okay. about like 1030, I would say 1030 PM, we hit the trail and we start running and we're going. And the original plan was like, let's, let's just take him down like a five K's worth, do a hundred pushups and come back. And uh, <laughs> like about 15 seconds into the run, Ken eats shit and smacks his elbow real bad because it's icy on the trail. So we're like, oh, okay, fuck. change of plans. We're going to scuttle our way off and we're, we're going, we're just going East now. We're just going and we're going and we're going and, and we're running and and ken's like what the heck is this guys like what's going on we're like well ken this is this is the goggins we're doing the goggins right oh now. my god and he's like well how long's a goggins and we just we look at him and we'd smile and we'd say how long's a goggins <laughs> and we keep on going and you know another 10 minutes passes and ken's like i gotta stop and we're like well ken every time you stop we're gonna do push-ups and so He's got to go pee and he's got to tie his shoes and you know, this and that, the other thing we're still chasing the moon. It's like 40 minutes later. And, and it's like, all right, <laughs> we're going to turn around now, Ken, don't worry. But uh, you know, just so you know, this, we're like five miles in at this point and <laughs> we, we have to go back. back. There's no, yeah. like nobody's picking us up. It's, it's 12, <laughs> it's 12 o'clock at this point, night. buddy. Like, oh my God. We're going, um, we finally make it home. And it was, it was really impressive. Ken had never run more than a single mile in his whole life. And we, we did 10, 10 and a half that night. So wow. we, we do, we like to do a whole lot of bullshit. Uh, basement <laughs> bullshit is what I like to call it. So yeah. Uh, yeah um, Jacob, Jacob and I have been training for about a, about, about a year and a half now, I think. And I, I hadn't really done too much, um, like in this realm at all. I mean, I, I swam in high school, but, um, never really did like took like physicality or anything like that seriously un- until I started working out with, with biz. And, you know, now at this point, um, we, we've started a little podcast, uh, where we chase failure. We're, um, working with this app, uh, that I work on. We have our fitness room where we live stream, uh, our workouts and we're selling programs. We're actually, you know, working with, uh, trying to get some more people, uh, going, it's a, it's a work in progress. So yeah, check it out. Cool. If you guys are listening, download Oxit and check out the fitness room. Um, we, uh, we have work hard Wednesdays where we live stream it and uh, we're just trying to make it happen. You know, we'll see what happens, but uh, it's a good time. A good That's time. fire, man. <laughs> By the way, I, I didn't mess up your Twitter name earlier. It is at real happy Hogan. So he's really happy. Yeah, real. <laughs> not fake. Hat. I'm not doing the smiling uh, no. bullshit. <laughs> no, not the, not some fake little scheme smiling at a camera, smiling at a mirror just to make it crack or something. This is, this is real stuff. It's the real stuff. Where are you? Uh, where are you based out of, by the way? Uh, Madison, Wisconsin. So uh, you know, not not. I don't know if you're familiar with Jeez. Wisconsin. It's it's dog yeah, shit weather all the time, and uh, then um, you know it's. Of course, I'm in Madison, Next so uh, you know most of the state is, is red, and then yeah. Madison is is blue. The city. and then I'm in like a little tiny bubble within the blue that's even bluer. So um, it's it's a good time. It's uh, very fun. You're surrounded, <laughs> surrounded in the, the sea or you're right next to the lakes too, over there. Yeah. Yeah. We got a, we got a pretty, pretty great chain of lakes. Um, not the great lakes, but it's a, it's a, it's a good chain of lakes. Uh, a lot of sailing and fishing growing up as a kid. Uh, um, so yeah, it's, it's, it's a cool place. Yes. I, I like Wisconsin. That's all right. Um, I don't think I'm trying to stay here too many, too much longer. I told myself last winter that this was the last winter and, you know, here I am for another winter. So we'll see what happens, but. Well, it wasn't your fault, right? We, had, we got locked in this pandemic for a little bit. So. Well, I'll, I'll take ownership. I could have, I could have hiked down South or something. Who knows? There you go. 
do another, do a little bit longer than eight, 10 miles. So yeah, no. <laughs> maybe next time. <laughs> yeah. I'm out in uh, Florida. I don't know if you caught that. I'm in uh, Tampa, Florida right now, which is that's where, really that's hard. where it is. That's where it's happening. Yeah. A lot of people are moving here. Every time I go out or talk to somebody, even in Miami, they're like, Oh, I'm moving to Tampa. I was like, really? Oh, yeah. Is it because of Tom Brady? <laughs> yeah. Because of Tom Brady. It's because, you, you know, they're figuring out that I live here now. So that's, that's another big thing going on top but well we got the hockey too i was just went at a hockey game last night we won four to three or it was like five to four four to three or something in overtime against the canadians so we're still kicking their ass too screw those guys <laughs> yeah a, a. <laughs> so what is the uh podcast about you guys just kind of talk about chasing success or is it well, it's not the success that we're chasing. I think success is just a, by- a byproduct of it. Um, you know, we, uh, I guess a lot of the time it's, it's on the lifting side of things, but, um, you know, like, or I guess as an example, you know, think about lifting, you, you put on a weight and you, you go and you go and you go and you get to the point where, you know, one more rep, one more rep, one more rep. And <laughs> it's, it's the, the break, you know, that, that's the, the point of failure is really where you're, you're getting better. And, um, you know, I was kind of doing some reflecting today and, um, realizing that, you know, something, something like, uh, something like regret, um, that's, that's your indicator that, Hey, next time you should do things a little differently. Right. Um, wallowing in it is is not any good, but if if you kind of just change your mindset a little bit and say, no, I want to, I want to end up on the ground. I want to have to dust myself off and, um, pick myself back up. That's, that's where the champion is made, you know? Absolutely. Uh, if Rocky was chasing success, I don't know if you would, uh, if you no. would add seven movies, but, um, no. you know, he, uh, I want to be sore with my face punch, dude. I want David Goggins, <laughs> you know, go to oblivion right there. That's where I'm, that's the chasing, chasing but, death. <laughs> yeah. I don't know what, I don't know what David Goggins had or is on, but he's, <laughs> he's an animal, he's, but yeah, I mean, mostly like, like I said, uh, um, doing things like helping people to understand that it's, it's not, uh, the stakes aren't that high, you know, sure. This is your one life and it's your one chance, but if you screw it up, you know, it's okay. You just pick it up and start going again. And I think a, a big thing for, for Jacob and I, the big thing is, you know, we want to be able to take a look back at the people that are younger than us and say, Hey, you know, like we recommend doing this a little bit differently and feel free to like fail on your own. Like, please do. But um, ultimately like it's a, don't be afraid to like, you know, cross your uh, results with other scientists, you know, we're all experimenting here. So I kind of like that. There's um. There's a lot of other people in family opulence. Um, have you met any of them or like been in the DMs? Anyone that you're like a big fan of? That I mean, besides yourself, you're obviously. Yeah, I mean, I, um, I think I, it was it was a complete fluke that I ended up in here in the first place. I just uh, saw, and I wasn't even I wasn't following anybody. It just came up on my like Twitter Spaces. Um, and I joined it and it was, it was just Brandon and, uh, Sasha just shooting the shit. And it was, it was just those two. And so they gave me the mic and we, we started the banter and, um, you know, next thing you know, I guess, um, 
I, here I am and in the dams, right? So um, I, uh, I uh, appreciate all the opportunities to be able to like, talk and rub elbows with these guys because every, every single one of them is, is a hustler. Um, but no, I guess I haven't, I haven't really like gotten too, too deep into, um, you know, one-on-ones with, with anybody other than, uh, Brandon. And, um, I guess, uh, you know, I always, I always like, if I've come across a bug on, on TL drip, I'll let Bulk know, but, um, <laughs> <laughs> that's about it really. <laughs> I know. Right. I, that was crazy. I, I wasn't expecting that already. So soon too. It's like, what the hell Sash like had like a bunch of fake accounts. Did you see about that? Yeah. No, it's uh, it's it's crazy. People are unwilling to to go about the the struggles and trials and tribulations of of making their own success. That they'll just like, oh, I'm just gonna steal somebody else's hard work instead. <sighs> the shortcuts, man. A lot of people are going for those shortcuts, and you know, it's not where the cheese is at. It's not where you find happiness. Definitely not where you find happiness. Definitely not where you find you know real solace, real peace with what you. Uh, like with what you're struggling with I'll, I'll bring up that that meaning thing again you know when you're pursuing the meaning that's where you find the happiness there's not too much meaningful about um like masquerading as somebody else and then buying you know ten thousand followers and then trying to scam people you know oh. so, somewhere somehow you were broken as a child and i have nothing but pity for you that's what i have to say to anybody that's doing that stuff it's oh just sad God. I hate seeing it every single time I see that these like it's a leech it's such a uh low like it's low energy man and I'm just not in the mood for it like right now man I am so I've been so committed to this podcast I mean I've had my ups and downs for sure but over the past year and a half almost I've come up on two years I have just been like you know going for this and I'm sure anybody could relate to that. I'm like, how long did how long ago did you start your uh, Twitter for the business? Um, I well, I guess like I I think I started probably like two years ago. But again, like with this chasing failure thing, you know, I've 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 started probably half a dozen times where you know, okay, or this is what my angle is going to be. Okay, okay, well now this is what my angle is going to be. All right, never mind. Um, you know, and I've I've started writing a book and. Um, you know, I've, I've gotten about halfway of the book and then, you know, life comes at you and you got to, you know, okay, shit now. So um, it's a, I guess the best way to say it is I, I started today and tomorrow I'm going to start tomorrow and the next day I'll start the next day too. So it's a, it's really a kind of day zero kind of mentality when I, when it comes to tweeting and it's honestly, it's with that mentality um, and I'll plug TL drip again. Um, it's, it's great to have like the, the Hogan of yesterday having like put in some effort for the Hogan of, Hogan today, of today I'll, uh, I'll be I'll be like scrolling Twitter and all of a sudden I'll be like somebody liked your tweet and I'm like what I didn't oh I did tweet this I, tw- I tweeted <laughs> yes. this yesterday this is awesome so uh it's uh it's kind of a day zero mentality with me and and uh you know obviously um put, putting in some effort um goes a long way you know planting those seeds it's uh it's kind of like the compounding interest kind of theory definitely man I I relate to that 100% you get like, uh, I, I send a tweet, like, you know, and then I go to sleep the next day and I'm like, oh, what the hell? I got like 12 followers. <laughs> like, how did that happen? <laughs> I don't even like you just wake up recharging all day from all night from the, uh, you know, crazy day and you're ready to do it again. I'm going to do it all over again. 
that's when that's one of the you ever read a book called uh the war on art uh no but i think i've seen that around it's um or the war of art no it's i've heard about so I actually heard about this. I think it was Joe Rogan and a few other people. Well, I heard about this book from like a bunch of people. And then I started, and then as soon as I ordered the book, I heard it on Joe Rogan. I heard it on like a few other things. It's like, you find a lot of, this guy is really interesting. He's from, his name is Steven Pressfield. He has a really interesting look on finding your inner creativity and inner balance. He's basically like, you got to listen to yourself and your spiritual um influences and like you know they come into you at these moments and if you don't write them down or if you don't like you know uh tweet it out or like you know if you you have this inspiration and and it can come to you like at any time if you're not like prepared to like grab it and you know really embrace what this wisdom that you know you can see every day or whatever you're like it's gonna come and then it's gonna go and you're not gonna uh you'll miss it you'll miss that opportunity. So it's, it really kind of tunes you in for me, it tuned me into like ways to be uh, creative that I haven't really, th- um, that were right. They're staring right in front of me the entire time, but I never really uh, put the pieces together. Yeah. It's funny. You mentioned that, uh, you know, I used to carry a notebook around with me and just like scroll down tweets. I felt that that was uh, an interesting way to go about it, but sometimes I'm not trying to be on my phone, you know? So, oh, definitely. Um, and with that, uh, you know, creativity comes and, I feel like if you don't capture that, those moments, you're essentially like telling creativity to buzz off and then eventually it'll stop coming around. You know, if, oh, you, yeah. if you act on those opportunities then creativity is like, all right, yeah, I like you. You like me. We're going to, we're going to be friends. That <laughs> compounding interest again, man, you just start adding back up all the uh, things and then you start getting good. Almost like uh, working out too. You're working out. And then if you like stop working out for a long time, your body's going to be used to, Oh, this guy's not working out again. But if you're consistent with it every day, you do it for a year, you do it for two years, you do it for three years and you see real results, real, Mm -hmm. like natural, good results that, you know, that you wanted, that you saw yourself being able to make the entire time. That's the thing. You gotta be, you gotta be consistent with it. I think that's a, another concept that, time preference um you know if you're playing a long game you got you got more time to win um you don't have to you don't have to you know be too butthurt about the the little bumps and bruises along the way um lifting is a great example writing i think is a great example because you're gonna be writing the rest of your life um that's never going to be a skill that dissipates and you know okay well now we can do things like this where we're we're talking now and that's great but writing actually helps you to think better too so uh, you know, that's, that's, uh, maybe you've heard of like the Lindy, uh, Lindy effect. So we've, we've been, we've been writing not quite as long as we've been talking, but, um, as soon as writing happened, it's, it's, it's never going away. Uh, it's, it's pretty, pretty valuable. No, it's historical, man. There's people, there's, you can get books from freaking 2000 years ago that, uh, has, has incredible wisdom in them as well. I love writing too. I have a book or I have two books I'm trying to write. One's an autobiography. One is just a fiction novel. I'm getting pretty deep into them now. And, you know, you find out a lot about yourself. You, you're very easily entertained, not entertained, but you can, you know, jog, juggle a lot of ideas. Like, you know, with nonfiction, you learn 
ton about yourself and really start reflecting on your real life and, you know, how you got to this point. And the nonfiction, it's just this creativity outlet. You can kind of see the psychological um, reflection of what you obviously I've taken a long time writing this book. It's been about like almost a year now, but you can't rush it. So that's no, the thing. <laughs> you can't rush greatness. I don't want to, but what's no. your uh, usual, like a, uh, like method. Like um, when I, when I was writing frequently, I'd, I'd wake up and that was the first thing I did. I'd roll over, I'd plug in some synth wave and I just get down 500 words. That's, that's what I would do. Um, what is, what is your kind of like modus operandi as far as getting words on the paper? For me, mostly it is, uh, well, I, I started out with an outline. I had a, I have a vision for what I want to do. I did a lot of, um, you know, I jotted almost every single idea, uh, any, any sort of idea. I had a map. I, I wrote a map of like this fictional world that I wanted to create and everything. And I just like, oh, this would be funny if I did this or doing something like that. So I had that all kind of planned out, just like putting like, you know, markers on a board and just kind of write it. I'm like, like writing different ideas like that inspiration from movies i started watching about uh one movie at night for about three weeks just like movies that i haven't heard of or i haven't seen in a while people would recommend me movies and then Mm -hmm. um and then i just like you know any idea or if I'm so if I'm watching a movie I, I would write down an idea that I thought would be really interesting to put in the book or like something that I liked about this movie or something that I liked about the way they're storytelling over here I just kind of jotted a ton of ideas and then I would go to the outline I went to the outline and I wrote down like you know chat names of each chapter just like a whole overall hint and idea of what I want this book to go about or like how it's going to do. And then I have characters, every character I named after somebody uh, that either inspired me, pissed me off or, you know, is ready to like get the wrath of this book or get the wrath of this like pen. I'm going to roast them in. And then obviously I changed the names. um, Once I was kind of over, once I got my laugh in, and, you know, it's all no harm anymore. I just changed the name. I, just, I would just highlight the word and be like, okay, replace word with different word. Yeah, that's, uh, that's one thing that, uh, you know, modernity really makes it a lot easier to just like the typing versus having to like go through and do the, the, the typewriter. Oh, yeah, I mean, I have, I definitely have, like I have a journal too and everything that I write a bunch of shit in, mm-hmm. but when you're when you translate it onto a book and everything it's the the modern like world it's just it's so much simpler yeah i definitely it's like i find a a lot of writing for me is just deleting things which is kind of bullshit (laughs) yeah (laughs) the edit tactic is yeah once i reread a lot of my stuff i'm like oh my god this is a freaking nightmare i can't believe i was i drunk writing this and usually i was sometimes yeah But it's like that's inspiration too. Sometimes you different need different minds, states of mind, just to get into a character, get into like you know different, uh, like how you want the world, how you want your audience to get fucked with, <laughs> whatever. So that's that's how I that's my little cheat codes. What about you? What do you besides the waking up in the morning? Do you what are some other methods? You get synth wave and you write five hundred words. Do you edit after that? 
Uh, so I usually edit in batches. Um, so like, you know, if, if you write and then edit, write and then edit, write and then edit, uh, you're never going to get anything done because um, you're going to just like scrutinize yourself to death. So um, I, I did the same similar thing where I just was brain dumping onto a notebook uh, and, you know, started with my map too. Um, I guess the, the book, and I, I've recently decided that I'm going to get back into it. So wrote a couple hundred words today and, you know, we'll see if that happens again tomorrow. But um, essentially it's a kind of a roadmap for, for young college kids. And I don't know if you said you went to college and college for me, it was, it was, it was okay. You know, I, I graduated with honors, you know, I was the vice president of, of the student, the student government. And you know, I was one of, you know, up and coming brother in my fraternity. But as far as like the things that you actually learn in the classroom, most of it's just bullshit. Like there are two things that I really like, you know, use on a, on a, recurring basis that I learned from school. One of them is uh, the, the decreasing marginal utility of stuff. And the other one is the Pareto principle. And I'm telling you, you can Google both of those things. You could watch like two or three YouTube videos and you can save yourselves tens of thousands of dollars in, in four years. But the, the thing where college is, is valuable is just the stuff that happens outside and around the classroom. So, um, and you, you can't neglect the classroom stuff at all, of course. No. So I'm um, trying to kind of like, glean uh, or help help people glean the four years of, of institutional knowledge that I have and a book that might you know easily distill this knowledge and uh, you know as I was writing it it's like damn this is a fucking beast because <laughs> half the people in school well you know they're they're uh, they're normal people you know they're they're fat they're overweight they have problems with their confidence and so I can't say like hey join a club I have to start with Hey, you need to sleep eight hours and you need to like, like <laughs> don't work escape out, you know, like, yeah, that's, that's where you start. You know, it's kind of like the old Martha Stewart joke. If you want to make French toast first, you have to create the universe. So uh, <laughs> I, I didn't really realize like what kind of mess I was walking into when I started this thing. And, uh, you know, I'm, like I said, I'm about halfway through it, but I'm only about halfway through because, you know, uh, you know, a couple thousand words ago, I was, I was like three quarters way through. And then I realized that, okay, shit, I said, there's more, there's more, there's more. There's yeah. more. So uh, yeah, mouth. I guess the, the synth wave is good. It, it definitely puts me in the mood to, to write things, but um, you know, I don't know. I, I I'm, I'm uh, taking a break from coffee right now. And it just feels weird not having like a something yeah. coffee in between senses. So it's, uh, I don't know. It's, it's, it's just one of those things where if you, if you don't like, don't do the thing you're never going to get done so um that's why i like the the just like set the benchmark 250 300 500 whatever whatever it is words per day words yeah just, just make it happen because if you don't it's just not going to happen it's never going to be up there man yeah i feel the same way 100 one thing i do want to mention about college that i think taught me and a lot of people don't like to give it that credit is the uh is the hours is like the studying hours in the library, like the time allocation that I needed that I didn't really get anywhere else. Every, like when I was growing up, it was mostly like my parents had like set things for me to do the entire time. And I didn't know how to do that myself when I got that freedom in college. And I, I think that really helped me out, like prioritize, Oh, if I want to do this, cause I, you go to college or you go like anywhere like where you're the boss and you have all the free time in the world you're like 
actually able to do whatever you want. As long as you can, as long as you're able to make friends, like you're in a fraternity, you're able to go to social functions, you're able to you like, you know, join clubs, you're able to go join ultimate Frisbee club or play IMs or soccer or, you know, do whatever you want. You got to prioritize, like, do you want honors in school? Do you want like, you know, to finish an engineering degree? Do you want like, you know, all these different, uh, things because if you just suck up in the uh, fun spot where you're just playing video games or you know you're just uh you know isolating yourself you're not gonna get like you know uh, if, if you don't know where you're headed any road will take you there i think that's that's an old problem that that really kind of sums it up in my view you know you absolutely yeah. right you, you got to know where you're headed if, if you want to go be a doctor the the 3.4 probably is going to cut it but if mm-hmm. you want to you know, drop out and be the next Mark Zuckerberg and fuck, you know, why even show up to why class not? anyway? <laughs> yeah, just do it, man. But it does like prioritize. It gave me a good purpose, I guess is the word I'm trying to look for there. College has always been to me kind of like a, like, hey, can you do your chores? <laughs> All right, good. You're well, good. you're, you're, you're All right. fit to be in society now. <laughs> Here's a little stamp. You got, you got your little certification now. It's a racket. It's a racket. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's why you definitely have fun there. Like, you know, Oh, I, mean, I see people working themselves to death. It's like, what, what are you doing? That's, you're stressing out right now. You're such in a rush to leave. It's like, oh, I got out of college in two years. Great, man. Now, now get in the real world where you freaking wanted to go the whole time, I guess. You played yourself. You played yourself. Congratulations, yeah. man. That's it. It's a weird one, but, you know, that's what they want. That's what they want. You can't really convince these people. A lot of... We're- were you always going to go to college or did you have any other plans in the, in the works? Bro, when I, and first of all, in high school, it just, I, I think I was under so much pressure. Both of my parents were engineers Oh, and I just kind of put this own pressure on myself, kind of just didn't want to disappoint anybody or anything. I was the, also the oldest in my family. I was like the oldest of my cousins or my cousins on one side. And then like his oldest brother, and I was like, fuck it. I got to, I think I got to do this and I think I can. So I just, without a second hesitation, I think my mom actually applied for college for like uh, for summer colleges, but I had to apply, but I applied like to two colleges (laughs) and I was like, uh, you know, I'm not like the biggest fan of this, but I want to get the fuck out of this house. That's (laughs) that's how I was feeling. (laughs) So yeah. uh, Yeah. (laughs) About the same for me. I think, uh, hey, you have to uh, go to school. Why? Oh, you have to pay for it too. What? This is bullshit. <laughs> so I, I chose the cheapest state school I could find, and that was uh, it was a good one for me. So it worked out. And, um, and that's another thing, I guess. You know, some people, you know, that's a huge societal pressure. Um, you know, whether it's familial or societal, or your teachers, hey, you make sure you got to get good on ACTs so you can go to school. Everything's everything's framed about like go to school, go to school, go to huge school. Huge frame, yeah. That's that's not the that's not the answer. You know, like like the trades. Hello, those are a, a great a way. Yeah, that, that looking is something back, that dude. Yeah, people should consider. That's something that people should consider, or even just like whatever it is, whatever you know. I, like it's always yeah, it's if you're like fine, this dichotomy. Yeah. military or school you know that's just not how it is that's, that's, not, that's not that's two choices that's not a choice that's like you know you're doing two things that's we, not we, free will we tricked our uh we've tricked a whole bunch of people into thinking that that was the uh that was the option and 
two kind of scams almost dude scams i would say it's a tough word but those are like if you were fine if if you were happy like you know working not happy but if you were able to like you know be sustainable living in a living like near your parents or something you know having a job and like you progressing up the workforce like by all means man continue that path like Mm -hmm. Don't don't let disruption or let outside influences like society that is losing their minds over anything uh, dissuade you, you know? Yeah, especially, I mean, increasingly, uh, we as members of society are becoming more and more manipulatable. And so, you know, that's that's where it's, it gets a little dangerous because... You got to be, you got to be aware of, of what is influencing you if, if you're making decisions like that, especially because it's, it's four years of your life. You know, that's, you know, several thousands of dollars. It, some, for some people, it's the right choice for some people it's the only choice, but for some people it's definitely the wrong choice. And I, I think again, with the, uh, um, you know, being in a fraternity you look at some of your brothers and you're like, are you sure you're supposed to be here, man? <laughs> uh, but it works out. They end up finding a sales job and then they, they kick ass, but I think uh, increasingly as a society, we're going to find that, you know, I don't, I don't care if you have a degree, can you, can you get me results? You know, that's, that's what's important. YouTube is, is the university of tomorrow for sure. Or even just like courses on Twitter, man, like money, Twitter is just nuts. You know, Dude, they're getting courses there too. i college for me was YouTube. I don't know about you, but I just studied everything on YouTube, on YouTube for a good fat percent per percentage of classes. There was there was no other option for me. I was like, calculus. Yeah, dude. unless you're sitting near the front and you have an intelligible professor that you can understand, that you're <laughs> you're gonna need to find some YouTube videos for sure. Yeah, man, and a ton of Adderall. <laughs> so did you did you study engineering then? Yeah, so I did uh, mechanical for about two years, and I switched to industrial, and then I finished in five, and it was uh, fucking you know. It was a stressful time. I was super stressed out. It was tough. There's nothing easy about it, I would say. But looking back, I think it's a lot worth it. Like I am in a pretty good position for myself. I was able to stay in the city that uh, I went to college in, which is kind of fun. And then, you know, I'm going to be able to start traveling soon. I got a lot of support behind me. I think it changed me a lot uh you know engineering wise fraternity wise uh you know just finding freedom you know getting that freedom for yourself um i really think it helped out was like, like that's the whole you know reason behind simp to pimp and all this other like empire that i mask i'm putting myself into is just like you know that transition that little phase you can kind of transform yourself and change yourself into anything you want and, you know, I'm finding out how true that is by, you know, documenting the process. So it's good. It's a good, uh, you know, I think it was a good idea for me to, you know, try to just spread my wings and fly, see how far I can get. Yeah. If you never leave the nest, you're never going to fly. So that's uh, as far as that goes, I think. That's where like, you know, even just like a semester, you know, I think a semester is worthwhile. Um, as long as you're out there to, you know, experience all that you can. But um, like you said, you definitely have to have the end in mind because if you don't, you're going to end up 
super senior seven years in uh doing what <laughs> like uh, maybe you've seen animal house uh, <laughs> that's, always comes to mind yeah animal house freaking uh ryan reynolds had a good series i forgot what it was or he was like uh oh man i'm gonna i've messed it up but yeah animal house fifth year you know all that stuff van wilder yeah van wilder. <laughs> those guys are funny Anyway. than I am at least I don't know <laughs> um yeah I actually did um comedy for a while not I mean one of my last my last two semesters I uh, started going to the uh, Tampa improv and side splitters and stuff I was trying to do that for like you do five minute open yeah. mics, yeah and stuff I was trying to do that how'd and, that go that's fun you you, you bomb a couple times but I mean, you, you, know, bomb a you learn times. a couple things too yeah, you tell your buddies, hey, I'm going. They all get drunk and go with you <laughs> to the fucking uh, improv. And, you know, you see what happens. You just try to have fun. That's that awesome. Fun. I had some good times. But, like, and then the pandemic hit. I was, I, that was, like, my main goal. I wanted to be a comedian so badly for a little bit there. But, you know. Sure beats doing math. Times change, <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, dude. Well, that's what dri- it drives you to go want to do something else, <laughs> too. You really find your passion when you're staring at numbers all day. <laughs> Not a math guy myself. No, it sounds like you're much more of a writer than I ever was. I didn't write that much growing up. Well, I guess, um, you know, I might be verbose and, and have a have a lexicon that's a little bit too big for my own good. Um, but that's what you get when you read the dictionary in third grade for fun. You know, you don't have any friends and you're sitting there in recess class reading the, reading the dictionary, dictionary. You know, cover to cover. Uh, but the thing about writing, you know, people don't read like that. Um, you know, most, most of the people, obviously we can think about the bell curve of the IQ and most of us are right there in the middle. And, and then half of us are dumber than the middle and then half of us are smarter than the middle. But the half that's smarter, they can, they can read down here. The half that's a they they are beyond lost when they start reading big words. So um, I think that they they tell you like third to fifth grade reading level is too high. <laughs> Second to fourth is the is the sweet spot. So, oh wow! Um, and uh, you know all the good writers they uh, they say I think it was Ogilvy. You know if you want to write well, write 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 small write small sentences in small paragraphs. That's that's the key. You know it's uh, and writing is is the same across whether you're writing a, a big book or um you know a, a, an instruction manual it's you know we want to make sure that things are easy to follow and um that's that's one thing that i i often you know get get a little flowy and flowery with with uh, with my writing and um that's that's no good so i don't know it's well, it's what it is i guess i mean I, i'm gonna be honest man i do prefer like you know the elaborate uh paragraphs and when people really start getting into their writing that's, I mean, I buy, I buy those books all the time, man. I love those books, but do you have you know, a favorite writer simplicity. I have, uh, so I list the most books I've read is from Clive Cussler who does a uh, fiction. And then after that, Oh, my favorite writer, my favorite writer is freaking Joseph Heller. You ever read any of his books? I have, I have. <laughs> That's my favorite writer. He's... And he's, he's pretty verbose. But he is good. I, I've heard of Clive Kessler. I don't think I've ever read any of his stuff. No, it's uh, a lot of fiction. But I mean, he's just the most I've read for sure. 
I, uh, I started reading um, some Dostoevsky the other day. Um, and when I say the other day, I mean two years ago. And uh, <laughs> I finally just finished uh, uh, The Brothers Karamazov uh, this year. It was, it was a beast. I want to read. I want to read all of those. I hear. I hear about them all the time. I have not read any of his. Any of Dostoevsky. You gotta. You gotta just commit. I think it's. Uh, you know, keep an notebook with you because it's like I gotta write this down and come back to it. And oh, you stuff. know what that reminds me of is Walden. You ever read Walden by uh, that guy? Who is that guy? Yeah, I. Uh, I. I read a little bit of that for um, college, um, but of yeah. course it was college, so I didn't read it. <laughs> no, no, no. Obviously, yeah. Freaking Henry David Thoreau is like yeah. freaking. Uh, is it it's probably like that is that what, how Dostoevsky writes no um I, I honestly I'm gonna I'm gonna go grab the book and show you because the writing like the, the words are well it's translated from Russian so I'm not sure what what was wrong with him but he liked to write he liked to write a lot and so this is like this is a page oh but as you can see it's also a paragraph yeah I gotta oh, wait there's more oh like, <laughs> that's his entire paragraph Oh no! These these are what this is what you're writing. So or reading. Like, I I don't know if I'll be able to find it, but like, this is one single paragraph. Oh geez, dude, a complete <laughs> thought right there, dude. <laughs> it's a goddamn thought. And there's but, like there's a literal five page paragraph in this in this tome. Oh um, man, bro. It was best book I've ever read. Like bar none. This you you finish it and you're like what do I do with my life now? And, and then you're thinking about it in the shower. You're thinking about it when you're brushing your teeth. You're thinking about it when you wipe your ass. You're oh. thinking about it when you wake up. And like for two weeks, that's all I thought about was just like all these little like messages and, and meanings behind. It all comes together. That's crazy. And that's what a good author does. And um, I, I can't pretend to be one of those. I mean, these guys are legendary, but you know, thorough legend. Um, you know, a lot of the people that you know, we, we, we talked about, uh, you know, having a little yeah. drink and your friends writing some paragraphs and um, some of those guys that, you know, just raging alcoholics clattering away in there. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, I, it wasn't, I don't think it was, I think that more so was like a, a testament to like all the stuff that was in there and like kind of like the burden that they have placed on them as, as yeah. these talents. Oh um, yeah, man. I, I agree with that. <laughs> Um, so we did about an hour. I kind of was scheduling, uh, some other stuff. Um, uh, do you mind if I close out right now? Like, no, not at all. I appreciate the opportunity. This was a fun time. Dude, this was, this was amazing, bro. I, we should definitely do this again. Um, thank you. Like I want to expand on all these in writing and, you know, our struggles and, you know, how it came to be and everything else. But, um, this was a lot of fun and you know, I'll see you next time, bro. Sounds good, Max. Appreciate Stopping it. Stopping the recording right now.